Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a special guest today, Sean Penner's old uh, friend of mine. I actually met Sean. Sean was a uh, an elite football player at Valdosta State when I was a GA, so, so I met him when we were both youngins. He is the head football coach at Brunswick High School in Georgia. And, and honestly, this is why I, I contacted Sean. Uh, Sean's been uh, at multiple places, been successful at multiple places. But the one thing that really got my attention is I had a, another friend that followed him at a, at a place that Sean left. And he, I remember him telling me that he was amazed that everyone there, even though Sean had left and gone to another school, everyone there, the players, the coaches that were still on staff, the teachers, everybody loved him, worshipped him, even though he'd left. And I had the experience before, you know, I've been places where I, I built strong relationships and then left for a bigger job and it, and it hurt their feelings and they were mad at me, but here they all love Sean. So, uh, so that got my curiosity. And then me and Sean talked on the phone yesterday and he is right in the middle of a deep dive on leadership and character ed and staff development. So it kind of, everything's timing up just perfect. So Sean, thanks for being on this thing, man. And I'm going to take you through these, uh, these five questions and, and man, I just want you to talk cause I know how passionate you are about some of these topics. So let's start off with that. Uh, that the hard, probably the hardest question, the one minute introduction. Well, well Joe, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation. The other day, it's been a long time since you and I talked. It's, it's, it's glad to see an old friend, um, someone I used to look up to too. Now, when when uh, I first got started in, in this business, yeah, you you were already successful uh, coach in Dooley County, and um, you know, I was just I was just learning, get my feet wet, and you know I I would search to you for for a lot of things. So uh, yeah, this is awesome for you to to come back and talk to me about you know things where where my career. Um, has been and, and where we're going and all that. So uh, thank you for, for this opportunity. The the who am I? The who am I story, the elevator ride, right? Uh, well, right now I'm the head coach at, at Brunswick, just like you talked about. But um, just growing up, I lived most of uh, my childhood. I was down in Miramar, uh, Florida, which if you don't know where that's on the outskirts of Miami, um, it was a very um, multicultural uh, area. Um, so that's, that's kind of where you know, I started off. Uh, I'm an only child by birth. Now, I, we were never at, like we were never alone. My parents always um, brought in either a, a troubled family member would come and live with us, to stay with us, or something. I had you know, I had cousins that stay with us, I had aunts that stay with us that had issues and needed to get back on their feet. That's what the type of parents that I had. Where there was always given, and a lot of times it was other kids in the community would come and, and gather in our house and. We would have a good time. My dad was like a rec football coach. So where we were, we were in a, you know, a middle-class neighborhood. And uh, we played at this park. And on the other side of the park um, was, you know, uh, just, just, just didn't, you know, people that just didn't have the, the same amount of, you know, opportunity that you had on the other side of the, of the park. And a lot of project housing and stuff like that. But a lot of the kids that I would grew up playing ball with and, and, and goofing off, um, with uh at, at the park we would my dad was real you know strict my parents were real strict about um who i hung out with who my associates were but i could hang out with whoever my brought to the house so we'd go to the house we'd go swimming in the pool and all that and even though my dad was real strict uh even with some of the guys 
that I bring over that, that didn't have any parents or whatnot at home, they all loved um, the attention that my, my parents gave them because they cared about them. And I brought that into just, you know, just into, you know, my philosophies and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, as a young child, you know, I learned real early, you know, um, how important it was to understand the people that you dealt with, that they know that you care about. You know, and I, you know that old saying, it goes back, you know, I heard it when I was a player and I've been preaching since I was a coach. Um, you, no one cares about what you know until they know that you care about. It. I mean, and, and that's something that we really like from, from the depths of my soul, we were taught that when I was, when I was younger. So um, that is something that I always carried with me. And I think that's the basis you know, the foundation for what, you know, we're doing now with this uh, cultural development and this character development. That's awesome, man. I, I, I really didn't remember you were from down there. I, I grew up in Miami. I didn't remember you were a, a Florida boy. Uh, yeah, I grew up. I, I was down there and then I moved to Jacksonville. Now, you might have heard, you know, Jacksonville. Like, look I think that's what I would remember. Yeah, my family was mainly from Jacksonville, but we lived in Miramar until I was 15. And then my sophomore year, we moved up to Robert E. Lee, Robert e. Lee High School in Jacksonville, Florida. So that, that, that was my, my high school days. I was similar. We moved out of Miami when I was in the seventh grade. We moved to South Georgia, Quitman, Georgia. So same kind of <laughs> a little bit of a Brooks golf All right. Uh, number two, uh, what is your definition of culture? Um, this could be very long, but I'm going to you know, cut it real short. We have a little saying here in Brunswick, and it's like a little hashtag, all about the family. All right? All about the family. All members of our team will play a vital role. And our family is going to have a championship mindset. And not it's not just in football, but it's it's in life. You know, the, the, the way that we go about it. We're going to have a, a very clear, clear vision about what we want to do. And everyone is going to be drinking the same Kool-Aid, Joe. You know? I love that. All about the family. That's that's perfect. Oh, yeah, all about and yeah, and, and one of my staff members, we're having a meeting, and we're we're trying to come up with something that that was signifying of what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. And one of my uh, one of my staff members, Brian Edwards, goes, "We're he goes, we are all about the family." And I looked at them, I said, "That's it." So they did hashtag all about the family. It's on our shirts. It's on our walls. It's, it's just it's, it's something that we're trying to do. I'm going to steal that one. All right, number three, uh, what are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? I, um, I got this, you know, one, two, and three, but it's not like the number one's the best. It's just, it's just three of the things that we talked about. It's um, our BHS leadership program that we do. I, I have a zero block, period. And in our zero block period, um, we do a training manual. When, when I first got to, to Brunswick in 2017, I noticed we had a tremendous amount of athletes. But with those athletes, the, the thing that I had to say, we were selfish. We underachieved. We lost in the first round of the playoffs with a team that I really felt had the talent to be a team that could really make a run for the state. And when we went up against a team, uh, Northside Warner Robins, who understood what it took to win and done it on a consistent basis and was always in the playoffs and always making runs that went deep and winning championships. We weren't doing that. And Brunswick hasn't been doing that. And uh, 
several years before I got here, Brunswick hasn't made the playoffs. Well, first year here, we made the playoffs, and we had a real good season, but we won because of talent. We didn't win because we played as a team. And when we went against a team that was talented or just as talented as us, we lost. We lost right there at the end of the ball game. It was a, it was a, a poor judgment call. It was a poor mistake that our players made right before halftime and right at the end of the game, which, which cost us. And so we knew as, as a staff, we had a lot of cultural things that we had to, to, to fix. And um, we had to change some mindsets. So we decided to develop the zero block. And the zero block is not just teaching football. We do teach football, but in that zero block, we try to develop three things. And you might remember some of these three things, Joe. I, 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 I borrow from so many people and whatnot, but these, these three things here, we, we develop you spiritually, we develop you mentally, and we develop you physically. All right, all of them are just as important as the other. When we talk about developing you mentally, we're just talking about, you know, teaching you the game and understanding how to watch film and um, the, the understanding and the base concepts of what we're trying to accomplish. You know, physically, we know that that's uh, getting your body ready through the conditioning and the programming and the way we practice and the organization and the tempo and all that. But the spiritually, Joe, and a lot of people miss this part, it is we cultivate passion, all right? I want our coaches, when you go out there and you have that, that, that energy out there, that energy has to be genuine to do it. So you got to dig it up as a coach, put it on ourselves. It starts with me, but our coaching staff, I want our coaching staff to generally have that passion for what they're doing are out there with those boys. Nothing else exists, Joe. When we when we step into the field house, when we step into our meetings, when we step on the field, nothing else exists about except our family. We are taking care of our family and what we got to do. And that is so we take all of our problems, we hang them outside. If our players are having problems with a teacher, a friend, a girlfriend, leave it out there. Let's go over here to this football complex and use this as our escape. All right. So that, that's something that, that we do. So we, we, we do this. Number one, we have this leadership program that gives us. The, the tools, you know, we go over words like uh, trust, enthusiasm, mental toughness, passion, pride, and selfishness, confidence, competitive, all this different. And I got that from the military when they're looking to develop leaders. So we're giving them tools that they need. And then the second thing, we give coaches and players both ownership uh, in our program. It allows for better buy-in. Um, it's um, And then that leadership um, also gives you the support you need and the passion we're, we're, we're trying to do. Gives you the passion to support. Um, and number three, um, continued connections with the family. All right. What I mean by continued connections is a lot of times you're only looking at um, where, you, where, where you are with, with your team. But we talk about we're trying to develop a cultural program. So with past players, you know, players that already graduated. We want to make sure that we're supporting them if they go on to college, uh, whether it's football or not, um, whether they go into the workforce. Hey, are you having the tools to succeed? Let's let's check on you. Are you a dad now? Are, 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 you, are you a husband? What type of dad are you to your, to your son? What type of husband are you to your wife? All right, are you breaking a cycle? 
that, that may need to be broken? Are you are you doing a better job than what was done with you? That that kind of stuff because we're trying to develop the the the, the whole. So um, those would be the three best things, Joe. Um, our leadership program, the ownership for coaches and players, and the continued connections that we are we are trying to do, and with even with past players, uh, community members, and the administration, they all have to be on, on the same page. Give us give us one example of your uh, your ownership uh, piece, just it, with players or coaches. Just give me one easy example. All right, in the zero block that we've been doing and discussed about, um, I lead it, um, and it's Mondays. What we do Mondays and Wednesdays. Same Monday, uh, where the word of the day is trust. All right, so I will do this. I'll, I'll lead the the example, and we'll talk about trust and all that. But on Tuesdays, we'll break up into small groups, and when we break up into small groups, basically, uh, let's say our offensive line coach. He'll take all the offensive linemen in, and he himself will be re-implementing what we just talked about in the small group. And then our players will, will come back and, um, and um, you know, go back and forth in, in, in the small group. So it gives them that type of stuff to do. Also, something that we haven't talked about is when the very first thing we do in that character education program is I do goal sheets. I do academic goal sheets, I do athletic goal sheets, but I also do personal goal sheets. And in that sheet, the, the players will, will fill those out, and then the, the players that have been with me from the year before will also fill out a little survey about what they liked about the program, what they would like us to do better in the program, and we'll get it from their vision and their eyes. So we give them the tools to give us the feedback. We give us the tools by allowing them to tell us their goals and where they want to be, both personal and team goals, uh, um, on more than just the game of football. And it gets them to think. So it allows us in the small groups to really get to know our players, and then our players get to know us, and it allows the players to start shooting over. Now, the players that are older are seniors that are comfortable. They will also get up on a Monday and Wednesday in the big group, and they will actually share a little bit. But we had a kid named uh, Caleb Cook and Amarion Whitfield, uh, Anthony Mountain. They will get up and they will actually start talking about uh, not just in the small. Some of them will just do it in small group because they're a little bit nervous. But the ones that've been in the program and understand what we're trying to do will do it there in a the meeting. And Joe, man, it is exciting to see what happens when they take it to to the field and then they bring it out there. And it's even more exciting when you see them doing the classroom. It's even more exciting when you see them doing it after they, after they graduate. That's awesome, man. I, you, I, I, I can, uh, how, how many years are you in right, right now in at uh, Brunswick? This is, uh, I'm going into my fourth year. Going into my fourth year. And we're about to make a huge change. I, I, I really feel it. We, um, you know, last year we made the second round of the playoffs. First time Brunswick's been that since uh, 1999. It's the first time Brunswick's been in the second round of the playoffs since then. And I really think we have a, a team that's just going to get better and better, Joe. Well, uh, just just judging from you, I, I agree. All right, uh, question number four. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Um, this is really, um, you know, touches close to home right now because of what's been going on. 
uh, you know, and, 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 you know, with the Ahmad Aubrey stuff, that's a former Brunswick player and how this, you know, community was hurt by that. But the value and diversity um, amongst our coaching staff, you know, that, that, that's something when I was a younger coach, I didn't see the value of that as much. And, and what I, I mean by that is you look and you're always one hire the best coach period, but you have to have diversity in your staff. You really do because it leads to so many other things. It leads to so many other connections. Uh, and, and, and that's what this thing's about, Joe. It's about connecting with one another. And you always preach that as a, as a coach to your players. But what is equally important or even more important, Joe, is from coach to coach. You have to have that, that, that camaraderie. You have to have that connection. And I think it's very important that you have a, a, a diversity because it gives you different viewpoints uh, on different things. And then when you, when you have that diversity, it cannot just be a working relationship. Remember, the number one thing we talk about, all about the family. All right, that's what our culture is, is what we do. So when you look at us, um, you're not going to see a, a, a staff where we just get together, we work, and then this little group goes over here and this little group goes over there, whether it's offense over here, defense over here, minority coaches over here. And, you know, it, it's not that way with us. With us, it's a blend. You know, it's a blended family, and we are culturally diverse. You look at our, our staff, we got – I got my defensive coordinators from Philadelphia. You know, my you know, you know I'm, I'm from Florida, right? And then I have – I got a guy on my staff that is from Brantley County. You know, that if you're, if you're familiar with Brantley County, you know what that – how it is over there he's from there i got some coaches that are here from brunswick i mean we're we are spread all over the place and um the the way we get together is we will do things joe like we have a bible study all right uh we have cookouts with the family where we bring the families in and, and do that um Matter of fact, one of the things we're doing right now is called Thirsty Thursdays. Yeah, and th I didn't come up with this. This is my, my staff has actually come up with this. And on Thursdays, they'll rotate to each other's houses and they'll get together and uh, they'll have a cookout or bring their own drinks and just and just talk, man. Uh, it, it, it's excellent. Um, the the Bible studies that we do, we do those um, uh, in, in the mornings on Friday mornings. See our zero block that we do. We try to develop our, our kids. We do that Monday through Thursday. On Friday, the kids don't come in. It's just our coaches. We sit down and we call it a Bible study because it is Bible verse um, led, but we'll, we'll get into different things. We'll get into what makes us tick, what makes us work, why we think the way we think. And we, we do that, and, and it's just like a, in the sense of a Bible study, because it really lets you open up emotionally, Joe. And it, when you are close enough as, as a staff to open up emotionally and you become that family, you're, you're not going to let each other down. So everyone's going to do their job to the best of their ability. We're going to work hard. We're going to look after each other's family. And, and um, that is something that that diversity uh, in, in the coaches, that it, it's huge. And, and, and how you go about cultivating that connection. I, I didn't know the value of that as a young coach. That's awesome, man. I know I know you're taking them go uh, to play golf today. At, on, That's on the beach, day. So. Yeah, we're doing a little golf outing. Absolutely.
All right, man. This has been fantastic. I'm glad. Uh, it's, I think it's. I I thought about it when you're doing your introduction. It's been seven years since uh, since I've seen you, and we ran into each other at a clinic. And it's uh, good to catch up, and it's good to see the, this side of you. Uh, best contact information. Are you on Twitter? How if coaches want to get up with you, what's the best way? I, I am on on Twitter, and um, but if you look at Brunswick High Football, you know there's we have a, a little Twitter page there um i am on facebook they message me that way um my email address um which is it's sean.pender you know s-e-a-n dot p-e-n-d-e-r at glenn g-l-y-n-n dot k12.ga.us that's my email but yeah look me up on twitter or, or, or or facebook um i'm not the best for social media but i do know enough to get back with you yeah, from that. So, what's your uh, what's what's the Twitter handle again? Oh, just just look up like when you do a bunch of high school football. I know I have a Twitter too, but I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Be honest with you, but I mean, my wife set it up. But, All right, um, so the best the best Twitter is Brunswick High School Football. Yeah, yeah, just 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 look at that, and you'll and you'll see it. And then um, one of my staff members uh, always is on it constantly. He's always adding and putting stuff on. So make sure you follow that. And uh, we, we always have some good stuff on that uh, as, as well, Jim. All right. Anything you want to promote besides that uh, Brunswick High football Twitter? Any, anything else? I, man, you, you did a great job. Very impressive and, and uh, great job. I know with, uh, uh, you know, you guys have experienced some tragedy because of your former player and, and what the world's going through right now. But I – Man, it looks like you're right on top of it and, and been, been on top of it from, from growing up all the way to now. So you're the perfect guy in the perfect situation. You know, just just touching on that just a little bit more because, you know, I have two coaches on my staff that actually coached a young man, you know, um, that, was, that was gunned down. And also one of my coaches on my staff also, um, he, he also um, played with him you know, too. And so there's, there's a really, you know, huge connection there. And you know, you're looking at, you know, I, I heard the saying before and I, I didn't like what I heard. It, it was talking about Brunswick being a broken community and Brunswick is not a broken community. It, it's a, if anything, you're seeing Brunswick becoming stronger and, and, and more united through this, this, this tragedy, you know, um, the, the, you look through the, United States, you see how like uh, some of the stuff that's going on with the the, the violent aspect of, of everything, the violence that's happening, uh, and then uh, the turnaround and the reaction is another violent thing, and, and you know two wrongs don't make right, you know that type of thing. And we're looking one thing that I really see our community starting to do is um, they're 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 learning how to get the points across that they need to get a across in a positive mode in the teaching remember we talked about earlier with the program we're doing it's about giving the tools to make sure you're successful and off the air when we were talking too we talked about the difference between something that's motivational and something that's empowering and that is um you know sometimes you'll get something like this that's going on and a lot of the emotions are involved when your emotions are involved it, it it's motivation in the beginning and then it kind of fades away 
if you don't have the tools to keep it successful. And what I'm really seeing this community doing is reaching out to people to understand the right, the right way to uh, protest instead of the wrong way to protest. And, and they're looking, this is something that, you know, Willie Bolden, he's one of my, one of my coaches, I sat down and we were talking back and forth with him and he was telling me, you know, different things. Um, I wish I had a little, a little notepad right in front of me. Matter of fact, I do, of the stuff that um, Willie was talking about. And um, they're doing these different podcasts. Uh, matter of fact, um, today at 6.30 p.m., there's something called the Frontline Academy by the Blue Institute um, that's going to be on it's June 3rd and they're doing another one on June the 10th. Um, basically, the president of the NAACP in Georgia um, is, is started to like a, a movement about raising the youth to, to learn more about politics and learn more about things that, to have more of a representation, you know, you know, throughout the state. And then they do like these breakout sessions. Uh, they'll last the whole, the whole podcast or it'll last about, or the meeting will last about an hour, hour and a half. The small groups are like 10 to 12 people. And I'm really looking forward to getting in and hearing some of the things that they're, they're saying, but that was just one of the things that uh, Willie was saying about what our community is trying to do to make sure stuff like this don't happen anymore. And, um, you know, of course, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And, um, you know, hopefully we will start doing it the, the right way and, and, and start doing what we need to, to do to really promote that humanity, you know, and us. It's another reason I think the stuff that we're doing needs to start being taught in the schools again. Um, if you notice, you know, they took so much out of schools that are so important to have. You know, when, when they took prayer out of school, you know, that, that's, that's a huge, huge issue. You know, whether you, you prayed or just in a moment of silence or whatever it is, taking it where they, they take character education and based character education is not taught anymore. It needs to be taught. It needs to be back in the schools. And um, there's so many avenues and there's so many things to deal with. Mark Rick was, was doing something back when he was at Georgia with the character education program that was really good. And it was starting to take off for a little bit, but then it kind of fused away. Um, and then growing leaders to that one. Um, I'm, I'm big on that about how we can connect to today's kids. You know, so much as adults, we try to get the kids to try to connect to us instead of us connecting to them. And that's something with this group, you know, we're, as teachers, we're, all, we're really facilitators. You know, kids don't need adults anymore to get information. They get information from wherever they want to get it from. So um, just, just those type of avenues. I mean, I know, I'm sorry, I could, Joe, I could talk all day. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it. I, you know, I, I, I go on about the same, you know, that back in the day, the teachers taught character ed, but today with testing, they're, they're stressed out, man. I, I'm married to a teacher. She's worried about test scores and they don't have the time to teach character ed like they used to, but coaches do, you know, and it's on, exactly. us. It's on us to build men, build winners for life. And, and uh, man, it sounds like uh, Brunswick's got the right guy in the right place at the right time. And you did fantastic. And, and I thank you so much for being on this thing. Coaches, I thank you for watching. And uh, this, Sean, this will be on in about five Saturdays. Unfortunately, we're, we're, we're backlogged on this thing. But I will text you when this thing gets ready to go. It'll be on YouTube and it'll be on 
Spotify and all those, you know, all those podcast type outlets. But thank you so much, buddy, and, and good seeing you again. Oh, great seeing you, Joe. Take care, man. Um, thanks for having me on.